Welcome to Resilience in You with Beth Page. It's thought that challenges and uncertainty make us the people we are today. Where success comes in is how resilient we are in the face of adversity. Being resilient means taking a break, creating a sense of calm in our storm. You start today. Here's your host, Beth Page. Hello, fabulous humans. My name is Beth Page. I'm your host for Resilience in You. I never tire of listening to that harp music, and it reminds me that playing the harp also contributes to my resilience, and it's probably time to get back to it. Welcome to Resilience in You. I am delighted to have my colleague Sean Holmes here with us today. Sean's the founder and co-owner of You in You Consulting. As part of her coaching and consulting practice, she grounds herself in care and compassion. She also holds a PhD in science education. Sean, welcome to the show. And what would you like our listeners to know about you? Good morning, Beth. I'm really happy to be here with you. Um, I wanted to just kind of uh, bring in my ancestors, you know, um, 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 my, you know, let me see, you know, um, my father, John, and my grand, and that I am the granddaughter of Nellie and Marion and Raymond and Ida. And I'm the great, I see the granddaughter of Emma and Morris. And another woman with the same name, whose name was Emma and, and, and um, Jackson. And um, this is a part of my circle of love. And I just wanted to bring them here with us to actually hold this space. Thank you. I love the idea of um, including ancestors in this conversation, the ancestral wisdom that is all around us. We sometimes forget that we can invite it into this present moment. Mm -hmm. And um, you're also reminding me that... uh, uh, today, I'm coming into this call from the ancestral, um, traditional, and unceded territories of the Halat, Penelicate, and Stuminas families. I'm grateful uh, for the stewardship of these lands uh, for many generations that um, create the space and opportunity for us um, to connect and be together today in a conversation on resilience. Yeah. Mm. And what's the story of resilience you would like to um, invite our listeners into today? Well, um, this story is um, is very, very close. And it is, for me, it is every day. And it's the story um, that I stutter. Mm-hmm. And it's the story that I never thought I would talk about, mm-hmm. at least not in this sort of a way, you know. Um, stuttering is something that I, I always hid. And there's actually a name for it. It's called covert stuttering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that means, yeah, that you are a person who stutters, but you spend a lot to hide it. Mm. Um, a few months, like I, I just started to 
uh, well, it's been about maybe nine months now that I had kind of like a revelation, if you want to use that word, about the strategies that I had used over the decades to hide stuttering. I wrote down 21 things <laughs> that I do routinely to not stutter, to appear that I don't stutter. Um, yeah. And that takes a, a, a fair amount of energy. Energy and planning, constant planning, constant, who can I get to say this for me? Or who will I speak to in this way? Maybe I won't talk to that person, but I'll talk to another person. Maybe I won't go to a store on a Monday because I know who's there on a Monday, but on a Wednesday, there's maybe I'm another person there. Maybe I'll use the phone at night because I don't have to actually speak to you know one. Um, speaking on the, the phone became extremely difficult. Um, so avoiding things, there's a lot of a lot of avoidance. And I also change words a lot. So if I feel myself where I will stutter on a word, I change that word out immediately for another word. So I, I would, I would, um, I would probably say things that most people don't say. For I just thought of this the other day, where instead of if I wanted to write something and I didn't have something to write with. I would ask you for a writing instrument. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't ask you for an actual pen because that's a hard at that time, or it may be a hard word for you know me to, to, to actually say. So I wouldn't say pen. I'd say, would you pass me a writing instrument? <laughs> and mm. people would kind of look at me a little bit like, writing instrument? Okay, do you mean this pen? I'm like, yeah, that's the word. <laughs> so <laughs> there's just so many things I would do to avoid stuttering. And just, yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. It takes a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. It was exhausting. Yeah. And, um, and as you have... Um, chosen alt an alternative path uh, in a relationship um, with stuttering. Mm -hmm. uh, was there a particular moment or time that offered this moment of awakening or awareness for you? Yeah, it was actually two things that had happened kind of like a month apart. This was last year. And so, Beth, you know, um, I'm a, um, I see, um, a mindfulness um, um, meditation teacher. And um, I, I did a course over weekend on compassion. And at the end of the actual class, what I shared with the actual class was my story or a short story around stuttering. And I shared that story as a way to explain or to, um, I think, bring to light the practice of um, compassion. Mm -hmm. um, for one's self. 
So I had done that about, a, uh, this was probably last the September. Mm-hmm. About a month later in October, I was at a retreat um, that was actually online and I was asked to be an assistant. And so I was very, very happy to actually do that. So I'm at the retreat and um, one of the actual teachers gave a talk around the five hindrances. Mm-hmm. And um, she went on and she started to talk about um, aversion. Mm-hmm. And the flip side of aversion is clinging. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, it was just like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. That was what I was doing. Mm-hmm. It was constant aversion. It was constant. I wanted to push away stuttering, push it away, push it away, push it away, and do all of these other strategies, um, which also meant I was clinging to this idea of where my speech was fluent mm-hmm. all of that time. And I just realized that where I thought these strategies that I had used and learned were to help me to be fluent, but here's the thing about being fluent. When you stutter, if, if the goal is to be fluent, you're going to hide stuttering, you know? And I was like, yeah. wait a minute. It's like, like this isn't, quite right here like and I I just had this huge thing like this was all fear it was just fear fear of not wanting to be laughed at fear of you know folks you know kind of looking at me weird or something uh fear of my own thoughts you Mm -hmm. know about because stuttering is one of those things where a lot of people don't understand it a lot of people mm-hmm. think that you're just nervous. And so they will say, it's okay, just calm down, no need to be nervous. And that's okay, but stuttering happens whether you're nervous or not. I can be extremely nervous. I'm nervous right now, yep. <laughs> you know? Um, and so I may stutter and I may not. Um, and so there's a lot of, as well as stuttering sounds different for a lot of folks. Like my stuttering will not sound like another person stuttering. And so it sounds very different. I think that just um, a lot of people don't understand it. First of all, they don't expect it. And mm-hmm. so when they hear it, there's this kind of like, whoa, what's this going on here? Or why is she sounding like that? Or what's going on? What's, you know? So I think that a lot of people don't expect it. And then when they do hear it, they don't understand it. So all of that was wrapped up in my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to stay away from it as much as I could. So mm-hmm. yeah, in that moment, I just learned that that's what I had been doing. It was, it was fear. And that fear showed up in the form of, say, adversion. And I was clinging to something that just kept it going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And... You mentioned, um, you know, that people kind of not understand. If you were to um, share what you would want people to understand, what would it be? Oh boy! Um, well, right now, I'm 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 starting to be more involved in two associations. One is the National Stuttering mm-hmm. Association, which is is based in the U.S. It's very very global, folks from all over 
the world. And there's another one here in um, the Canada, you know. Um, and um, I think what both of these are really, really trying to actually move forward is the idea that stuttering is just a different way of speaking. Mm-hmm. There isn't something wrong. <laughs> there, there isn't something that you want to try to fix. I mean, you want to be with the stuttering. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a different. And so I think to broaden the idea of what one speaks like or what is, quote, ex, you know, maybe even acceptable speech. Like, I never thought I would be giving an, an actual interview speaking mm-hmm. as one who stutters. That, that mm-hmm. was just something that wasn't there for me. You know, it was there for folks who were fluent, but mm-hmm. not folks who are, you know, maybe not as fluent. And so just broadening that spectrum of what speech actually sounds like, mm-hmm. you know, and this is in the spectrum. It's not outside of it. It's, it is a, um, a part of the way that, that you know, um, I think that we all um, speak. And um, I would also say that everyone wants to be heard, mm-hmm. you know, and so sometimes the responses, it will cause those who stutter, I'll speak for me, it will cause me to actually shut down. Mm-hmm. It'll cause me to retract and to, and to even not speak. And when I do that, then I'm not, I've, then, then I won't um, share things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, my stuttering sounds a little differently. I'll give you an example. So my stuttering comes in the forms of there is a um, pause. Mm-hmm. And so when there is an actual pause, there isn't a sound people are wondering, well, what's, what is wrong here? But that's my stuttering, mm-hmm. you know? And I think a lot of people are used to a stuttering sound that is a kind of like a, um, um, and see, this is me stuttering here too, where there, there just isn't the um, um, voice, you know, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of people are used to a sound that will be heat, you know, mm-hmm. um, and so just I think maybe what to actually expect whatever happens, you know, just be just just like really open. Yeah, and I think that's a powerful message because uh, we. There's a patter, a pattern, a cadence mm-hmm. that unfolds in conversations, and uh, we could all benefit from creating a little bit more spaciousness in our dialogue and a little less patter. Yeah. Uh, because, um, you know, as Oliver Wendell, Wendell Holmes said, uh, the music exists because of the silence between the notes. Mm. And like yeah, and it, it, it invites us all to create a little spaciousness mm-hmm. so that the, the dialogue 
we seek to have with each other can unfold in its own natural cadence. Yeah. Um, so what a lovely invitation for folks uh, who have a variety of different ways of speaking mm-hmm. um, to invite for both themselves and those around them. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back to continue the conversation uh, with Sean Holmes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. At Dreamcatcher Consulting, Beth Page helps her clients assess and build resilience initiatives that support and strengthen resilience. Visit dreamcatcher-consulting.com for more information about the Resilience at Work assessment for teams, leaders, and individuals in a company environment. Beth is an accredited Resilience at Work consultant in North America who works with clients from all over the world. Find your resilience. Reach out to Beth now at dreamcatcher-consulting.com. Check out and order the second edition of Change Happens. In business, many leaders have a great vision, but find their companies are lacking adequate execution. Transformative Experts with host Chris Elias takes you behind the scenes with real-life business leaders and transformative experts who can pinpoint why. Listen to learn how company culture drives execution to optimize results. How can you afford to miss it? Tune in live every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And catch our weekly replay on the Voice America Influencers Channel, Sundays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has a mobile app for iOS, Android, or Amazon Kindle. Visit the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is Resilience in You with Beth Page. We invite you to send questions or comments about the show via email to beth at dreamcatcher-consulting.com. That's beth at dreamcatcher-consulting.com. Now back to Resilience in You. Welcome back, everyone. I'm here with my special guest, Sean Holmes. And we're uh, talking about uh, resilience and different ways of speaking and uh, Sean was sharing before break uh, the, uh, the awareness and insight that came uh, uh, when she uh, connected into um, the hindrances of aversion and clinging. Uh, and uh, I w- wanted to just check in and see what more you wanted to say about that, because I think our listeners can probably relate to um, uh, these 
hindrances as we experience them in day-to-day life, particular amidst these COVID times. Yeah. I'm sure there's a few aversions and a few clingings that are going <laughs> on in the world. Yeah, and yeah. What, what more did you want to say about that? I think, I think Beth, you know, to, to just maybe add um, that when that when I realized that that was what I was doing, there was a sense, there was a release in my body, um, and I think that's where my mindfulness practice is there. It 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 brings me into oh, in this moment, I really want to switch words. <laughs> There's a word that I want to say, and. I know another word that it will be that that will be very smooth sounding, and so do, in that moment, do I switch over, mm. which means that I want to um, go away from things, and it also means that I want to cling on to um, to, to actually sound more fluent. And that is a choice that I can make in the moment. If I'm in a space where I think that that's better, then okay. But if I'm in a space where I think, well, no, I really want to say, I really want to use this word. um, Then in that space, I can choose to stutter anyway. And there's Mm -hmm. many, there, there are, there are many words that I can't change. So for example, I can't change my name. You know, some people do. Uh, I can't change another person's name. There mm-hmm. are many names that that I actually come up against. As like, I I can't exactly call you anything else. I mean, I wouldn't say, you know. So, so it's when I say, so when I might want to actually say Beth, and I'm stuttering on it, I need to kind of keep on with it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it is to to actually feel all of that in me at the same time. To, to feel that I don't want to, you know, to, 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 to actually stutter. I want to say it smoothly. I don't want her to think that I don't know her name. Uh, you, you know, there's, there's all of these things. And so can I be with it all at the same time in that moment and say, okay, this is what this moment is like. Whereas mm-hmm. with the aversion and the actual clinging, I have now moved outside of the um, moment right? And I'm spinning around in those actual thoughts. And so all of that just uses up a lot of energy. It's, it's better for me to be in this moment with my stutter. That's, mm-hmm. the, that's the best place for her. And then I can choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, um, as I'm listening to you, I'm imagining someone going, how did she get in my head? <laughs> that's what happens for me. Um, and so what wisdom would you share as somebody who is uh, newly on this journey of choosing to be in the present uh, in relationship with stuttering rather than in aversion or clinging? Yeah. Um, it's not easy. Mm. Those 21 things that I mentioned, um, some of them are very skillful, you know, mm-hmm. and sure, they may be used here and there, but they've definitely become a habit. And it is a habit that I would have to keep on building on and building on and building on. And so I would say it's the actual piece that instead of using 
you know, my strategies in that way, use my strategies to disclose more often. There is some research that says that, you know, the more often you actually disclose, that that frees you up um, to be more of you. Mm -hmm. And your stuttering may not happen quite as frequently if you actually say that you stutter up front. And then would you just kind of I would have moved on. So for me, the resiliency is around disclosing more often, disclosing mm. with one group, then another group, and then friends, and you know, so forth and so on. All of the the um, places where I work and with the groups, you know, and and even if I'm at a store and I'm and I'm stuttering to actually say something, and I'm speaking, and I will say I stutter. And the other person actually relaxes. Mm-hmm. It is almost as if they, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure what it is, but I can see their body relax when I say I stutter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is the actual piece to just keep doing it every day, every day. You will find, so for example, me disclosing that I stutter, let me hear. Um, and I think that that's great so um, more doors will actually open you Mm -hmm. will actually open up doors and doors will actually open up open up for you um, if you try to say that you stutter more often Mm -hmm. well and and one of the the um, powerful um aspects of this I'm hearing is you've put yourself in the driver's seat. Mm, That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So in the, so the, the covert relationship with stuttering led to a ton of emotional energy being invested in 21, probably more strategies Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and disclosure. When I listen to you share, Sounds a little bit like liberation. It, it does. It does. One of the things I actually thought of um, when I was at that retreat back in October was that, oh, stuttering is now my teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what is it that I can learn in the moment while I'm stuttering? What is it that, that I can learn about me? You know all of these other, all of these other things, and yeah, it now puts me in the because before I felt that I had to choose to try to be fluent. That was the only choice. Now that's not the actual case. You know, so yeah, mm-hmm. I uh, agree with that. Yeah, you've broadened uh, the continuum of options available to you, mm-hmm. and um, I can remember uh, reading a book many years ago. Uh, called Driving Fear Out of the Workplace. And um, the authors uh, put uh, trust and fear on a continuum. And so uh, when you were talking about um, fear, uh, it's almost like the trusting yourself Mm -hmm. is what has opened the door and the windows to, um, to, to life. Um, almost being more fully integrated or your experience of life being more fully integrated? Yeah. Um, because I would, I would stop myself. I would stop myself 
from either saying words or I would stop myself from even speaking. Mm -hmm. And so there was always a block, <laughs> you know? Um, and so now I'm saying, okay, this word is, may not be exactly what, you know, the way that I would like for it to, 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 to actually sound, this is how it sounds now. Mm -hmm. um, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. um, as well as what also I use in that moment is compassion. Mm -hmm. um, because sometimes my stutter is really bad and I just have to kind of wrap myself and say, yeah, in this moment, it's really bad. But, you know, that's okay. That's mm -hmm. okay. Mm hmm. Yeah, because having your voice heard matters more. It's more important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. The other thing that's really um, popping for me, you were talking about just, you know, being in a store and saying, I stutter mm -hmm. and watching somebody visibly relax. And there's a piece of me that's curious if this. Um, path of disclosure uh, is actually just modeling for people what it looks like for folks to show up as their whole selves. Yeah, yeah, I think. And I've also noticed, yeah, I mean, maybe it's that when I say that, um, they, they themselves feel that it is okay to be who they are. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've also noticed that I may be shifting my own energy because I've also noticed more frequently when I'm around people and I'm stuttering, I don't always say it, but I can sense something in them that they are being patient with me speaking. And I'm like, oh, there's something going on here. <laughs> I don't quite know what it is. Um, but it's a nice... Um, it's a, it is a nice space to be in versus the space where I was in that they will reject what I have to say mm -hmm. or they will reject how I will actually. And if you, you reject how, what, let me see, if you reject the way that one speaks, you are also rejecting what they are saying. Mm -hmm. um, and so now with me actually speaking out that I do stutter, it opens the door to, to, to be heard more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, you and I have spoken about um, the uh, societal permission people have to make fun. Mm. Um, yeah. What would you want people to hear as it relates to what you've just said, which mm -hmm. I think is so powerful about you know, the um, unfortunate meshing together of rejecting how something is said and someone experiencing it as a rejection of them, yeah, if I'm yeah. restating that back. And so in our, in our quest to create environments that are more hospitable for all of us, mm -hmm. what would you want people to hear? Um. You know, I, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm, I'm, stuttering is one of the very few um, things that actually show up that 
that are different that folks still might laugh at mm-hmm. openly and that the laughter is accepted the laughter is mocked you know think about a, a child like most from for most people stuttering if they do will happen between the ages i think of four and six mm-hmm. so that's around school time mm-hmm. you know and you have you know your um a child in an actual classroom, maybe grade one, grade two, grade three, and they stutter and everybody laughs and no one says, oh no, that's, the, you know, that's not the, the, the way to respond. That child now feels really, really, really ostracized. Um, they feel alone, they feel some shame, they feel some guilt maybe. There's all sorts of things that, you know, and so, and, I think that laughter around stuttering has been normalized. Mm-hmm. You see it in movies when there's a stutterer, you know, like, you know, there's um, laughter, mm-hmm. you know, or folks make jokes or they actually mock people and things like that. And so um, I think the mocking part, the if we could make that be not normal, mm-hmm. that, we, that we don't laugh, we don't mm-hmm. mock, and we try to understand that this person has something to say. Let's mm-hmm. listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. we're losing a voice. Exactly. Yeah. Who, who, of a human, a precious human, who, despite having a different way of speaking, has chosen to try and share something. Absolutely. Yeah. And it takes vulnerability to try to share something. Mm-hmm. And since we share through our voice, we are sharing a part of who we are. And now that actual laughter, that actual mocking says, no, who you are, it's not welcome in this space. Mm-hmm. And so you, you shrink back. Yeah. 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 And uh, I can think of very few people who have not shared uh, a sense of nervousness in particular settings. Mm. And maybe the invitation is, and how would you like to be met uh, when you are experiencing nervousness and a sense of vulnerability about what you're about to share? Mm-hmm. Um, what would you most want from people, right? So that it doesn't, um, so that we can make it, not okay. Yeah. Or... Yeah. I think probably the the number one, well, to actually share that, oh, to actually step in and say, maybe they're stuttering, you know, or something like that. But I'd say patience mm-hmm. is probably the biggest thing. To let go of our expectations of what we think that folks should sound like and mm-hmm. be and to be a little more expansive and say, oh, this is what they sound like. Mm. Yeah. And I'm also hearing based on uh, your own masterclass, compassion. Compassion. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back with Sean Holmes as we continue to explore uh, resilience and um the power of disclosure to support liberation.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. At Dreamcatcher Consulting, Beth Page helps her clients assess and build resilience initiatives that support and strengthen resilience. Visit dreamcatcher-consulting.com for more information about the Resilience at Work assessment for teams, leaders, and individuals in a company environment. Beth is an accredited Resilience at Work consultant in North America who works with clients from all over the world. Find your resilience. Reach out to Beth now at dreamcatcher-consulting.com. Check out and order the second edition of Change Happens. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. There are two types of leaders in business. Those who are nice, compassionate people. And frankly, they are the people who fail to get a lot done. Then there are those who can get everything done and so much more. But they are greedy, unethical, and self-centered. The Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks finds a way to use the best of both types of leaders to help you create a dynamic roadmap to success. Tune in every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Business. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is Resilience in You with Beth Page. We invite you to send questions or comments about the show via email to beth at dreamcatcher-consulting.com. That's beth at dreamcatcher-consulting.com. Now back to Resilience in You. Welcome back, everyone. I'm here with uh, my special guest, Sean Holmes, and uh, we have uh, been exploring resilience uh, and um, the choice to disclose a different way of speaking uh, and the impact that can have on a life. Uh, and so uh, you've been on this path, as you've been saying, for the last nine months. Um, has there been like a particular time or moment where you really, you realized I'm at home? Hmm. Yeah, I can think of... Um... So I had, um, I think I had mentioned that um, I'm starting to be more of an active member of the, the, um, let me see, the, it's called the, the, the NSA, which is the National stuttering uh, association. They have a webinar almost every month or so, or 
maybe so. And so uh, one of the first ones that I went to was about stuttering at work. And um, it was in the actual evening. And so I log on, you know, I think over this, like maybe past year, you know, so everything has been on Zoom. Mm-hmm. All of my meetings are on Zoom. I teach on Zoom. Everything happens on Zoom. So I'm like, okay, here's this other space on Zoom, you know, fine. And I log on. There's more than 80 people on this call. And I start kind of scanning through about a page after page after page. And most people had their video on. So that was it. That, that was the actual first thing. And I just saw just all sorts of folks. There were younger folks, older folks, all, you know, um, you, you, you know, you could tell by what they were wearing, various groups um, they, that they probably would identify, you know, mm-hmm. and just, just, the, just the wide range. I, that is the most visually, I would say, that was the most diverse call I had been on the entire year without mm-hmm. a doubt page after page after page. And so they usually give an actual talk for about whatever, 30 minutes or so, and then they invite folks to share their experience around what they were actually speaking about. And hands were flying up, you know, like, you know, and and in this space, it was so wonderful because I didn't grow up hearing folks stutter. Mm-hmm. And here I am on this call, and I'm listening to person after person after person, and everyone stutters on the call. The presenters, they stutter, you know, and, and so it was just it was just this welcoming, inspiring place to be in where we all sounded different, you mm-hmm. know. We all had something to say. We all wanted to share our story. And I think that was what was so just really powerful. I thought, you know, in the workspace, I may talk and I may not talk, but in that space, I wanted to say something. I wanted to share. And they give space for that. You know, um, they don't stop people. They don't say, we only have, you know, whatever this amount, you know, to actually share. If there is another hand, that person shares. It was just the most inviting warm, accepting space I've ever been in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was just, it was, it was very wonderful to see mm-hmm. and, and to feel and to feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we could do with a little bit more of that in our world, couldn't we? The, mm-hmm. the spaciousness, um, it's uh, uh, an opportunity for people to check their own assumptions Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, someone with a different way of speaking has anything less to say yeah. or um, is experiencing discomfort. Mm-hmm. If they're choosing to say something, create the space and let it be said. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And you have uh, gotten to this place of awareness and disclosure at the perfect moment for you in your life, uh, if you were 
um, sharing some reflections with a younger version of yourself, uh, what would be the reflection you'd be sharing? I like you said a younger version of myself. A quick story. I was about 12 or 13 and I made a phone call and um, I was stuttering. And like I said, my stutter sometimes sounds just like nothing. You hear, you don't actually hear anything, which is why I make this, which is why a phone call becomes even more risky. Um, and so I'm stuttering and the other person says, get your thoughts, you know, straight before you make a, a phone call. And they actually hung up on me. And that's one thing about folks <laughs> is that, that, that for the most part, those who stutter, I who stutter, I have my thoughts together. I know exactly what I want to say. It's saying it is the issue, not my thinking about saying it. That's not the issue. And at that point, I told my mother I was never going to speak again. As if people don't mm -hmm. deserve to hear me speak. They are so mm -hmm. mean. They're so cruel. I'm just never going to talk. And of course, my mother being very wise, she, you know. <laughs> so I think what I would say also to my younger self is that um, you will find the this, this space. You, you, you will find the actual time to be comfortable to speak the way that you speak. Mm -hmm. At that point, I wasn't very, very comfortable. You know, mm -hmm. I wanted to sound like everyone else. And I needed to get to the point where um, I felt comfortable sounding like me. This is what mm -hmm. I sound like. Mm -hmm. you know and so to a younger I think version of myself would be uh, you know an actual piece around acceptance a piece around being okay with being different mm -hmm. you know with actually speaking the, 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 the way that you speak. I would also recommend being around other people who stutter. That for me was mm. a huge thing because I, I didn't hear it. I only heard one way to speak and that's what I wanted to be. So I would, I would also include to being around, uh, you know, those who would also um, stutter. Mm -hmm. And, uh, a silver lining in these uncertain times has been that um, you can get on a Zoom call with 80 people yeah, who yeah. all speak differently and who all have something to say and begin to realize you aren't alone. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks for that. And when you contemplate your, journey over the last nine months, um, what have you noticed as it relates to your resilience? Mm. When you think about um, the emotional investment in 20 plus strategies uh, for moving through the world that, that you are now choosing when you use them as opposed to defaulting to them is what it sounds like. Yeah. Um. My resilience has shown up in that um, it, 
it is, I'll put it this way, I'm more resilient to the thoughts that I had before. I'm more, um, I've let go many thoughts that I think helped me captive, mm-hmm. that helped me thinking that those strategies is what I needed to be heard. I had to use them. And a few of those strategies was to not talk. Well, I wasn't being heard if I choose to not talk. Um, And so I think it's more like, oh, that's that thought that doesn't work very well for me. Mm. So I can let that go. Mm -hmm. Or I'm speaking with this person and this person is listening. So I'm more, I'm more aware of what I'm thinking in that moment and actually seeing if that thought is true. Mm. And if it's not, I can choose a different thought that works better for me, you know? Um, so I think it actually shows up in multiple ways. And like, I think you, you had said, like, I have a wider range now. I have more actual options. Um, I'm even noticing that some words um, that I am choosing to say it anyway. Mm-hmm. Whereas before I would stop myself and I'm like, no, this is what I want to say. And this is the way, and this is the word that I want to use. I don't want to switch this word out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's more of, of where I actually choose to just move on forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's looking at thoughts, it's to see if they're true, it's to actually choose thoughts that are more supportive to say what I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and the other thing I'm hearing is that um, you have uh, the gift of language and words that you want to use and you've granted yourself permission to use the word you want to use yeah 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 which is kind of incredible yeah yeah it's it's the opposite of where i started huh (laughs) yeah 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 you've granted people access to the full spectrum of language available to you Mm -hmm. on your own terms yeah exactly Mm mm-hmm yeah, and I think that that's what it is about is to say it anyway. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In its in in its full glory, whatever mm-hmm. that looks like. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. Sean, are there any final comments you have that you want to share? with our listeners as it relates to this journey that you've been on? Um, I would say um, it's definitely a journey. These things that I've been using, they are habits and I have to kind of, you know, say, oh yeah, that's that thing again. Or I'll do something like, oh, I didn't need to do that. So it's definitely a journey is my, is my, is my, is my whole thing. And um, I think being on this journey has really, really opened up things for me that I thought that I would have, that I thought were not 
allowable for someone who stutters. And so open up your own door, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, uh, and it's a door you, you can choose to open and walk through mm-hmm. on your own terms and in your own time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Sean, for uh, joining us for today's conversation and resilience in you. Uh, I have been delighted to be in dialogue today with uh, Sean Holmes, uh, who is a fabulous human and uh, who, um, whose story I imagine uh, connects for many folks who may be holding something close and haven't decided whether or not to make it available uh, to the world. And um, may her story inspire uh, some range of different choices being available uh, to folks as well. Uh, I want to close today by a little shout out to the folks who are in uh, Richardson, Texas and surrounding area uh, who have been listening in to Resilience in You. Uh, it's been great uh, to see uh, the representation from uh, Texas, where I spent a year myself uh, living in Lubbock. Uh, I am uh, closing today's show, wishing you all a very resilient day and resilient week. Capture a moment of resilience for yourself. If it includes placing your feet on the ground, cooking yourself a nourishing meal, or just taking a few moments to sit quietly and enjoy a cup of your favorite beverage. We'll look forward to talking with you again next week. Thanks again for joining Resilience in You. I'm Beth Page. Thank you for tuning in to Resilience in You. Please join your host, Beth Page, again next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. This week, if you find that you're facing some personal stress, try to find your calm. Be resilient. Thank you.